Now listen closely. They will attack your eyes till nothing remains but two bloody sockets. Ladies and gentlemen, my subject is disturbed tonight. Her world is disturbed. Now I saw those bodies and whoever mutilated them has a very special problem. There's nothing to be afraid of. Stay scary podcast. All right, so this is our this is our first attempt to in 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 uh, love in the time of COVID nineteen, where uh, we're trying to record here using Zoom. We'll see how this works in uh, in post. But uh, so welcome to Stay Scary Podcast, a very silly podcast about very serious horror. My name is Lisa McColgan. I'm Ian Kiefer, and here is our fabulous returning Thank guest. You. Thank you for having me. I'm Melissa Van Ham. I'm not sure why you keep having me return, but I have a feeling it's because uh, I don't talk as much about horror as I should, or maybe I do. No, you're, you, 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 come, you come with the skills, but then you also branch off. I think some of the stories I tell are filled with horror and dread. Oh, yeah, everybody loves the stories, man. Everybody loves the stories. Um, all right, so yeah, so uh, how are we all feeling uh, being all isolated and not being able to like interact with anybody except like the people we live with? <laughs> we should be like GoProing this shit or something, like because it, it's like that would be found footage in one of our homes someday. It'll be like, oh my god, that woman killed her husband. Or, uh, I, uh, yeah, I'm surprised that I haven't heard about any uh, about any murders yet because you oh, know, there's always more. It's so always China, Florida. Yeah, China <laughs> has actually experienced a big spike in divorces after they lifted their quarantine. So it's so it's so bad that it's like jammed up their legal venues. Oh. Yeah, so wow. there's like a backlog of divorce filings in China. Looks grim for Amanda. That's <laughs> <laughs> been a long week, though, right? It, oh, yeah, like a whole week. This week well, has been like a been year. Over two weeks at my house just because of my mom. Yeah. Right. So I was like, oh, uh, it's staycation, kids. You know, I was like building, you know, monster truck ramps in the backyard. And then I was like filling a shotgun. You know, I was like, <laughs> it was like Jack Nicholson. I really lost it at the beginning of the week. <laughs> I'll work in so, which which is a good segue. Thank you. All right, perfect. To, yes. to you here it is, y'all. Yes. Oh, you. It's oh, a shining sure. board game that I oh, ordered. Just, like, holding it, and I can't touch it. This, what is uh, the object of this game to be the last one alive? You know what? I'm not even alive? sure what the objective is. It's just the stuff inside of it. Yes. Yes. So fucking cool are there pieces here's the game board right and oh. here's like the exterior of the overlook which is actually uh. the timberline lodge in um in oregon and i've been there i have been to the timberline and then here's the timberline in the snow yeah. sorry the, the overlook the board has like all the different like like the gold <laughs> room the hedge maze <laughs> Caretaker's apartment. It's really beautiful. Then the instructions have the. I don't know if you can see this all work and no play makes <laughs> dip, um, oh boy. Um, yeah. that was my last um, Facebook post the night before me and Amanda got married. 
I just typed it in oh, like in the middle of the night. Oh, working to play big jacket all the and, and every year it comes up in my Facebook memories, and I'm like, oh, what an asshole. <laughs> is there room for is there room what a comfort I am, my wife. Here's one of the cards. Oh yeah, wish it Shining off. girls. But then I, where's the one that where's the one that like makes me so happy? Yeah, here it is. Hello, it's the dog suit oh. guy. Yeah, that's a bear suit man. Favorite. Which like the scene in, in the movie, it's like the most what the fuck scene ever, but in the novel there's a whole I have a t shirt of that actually, Lisa. My friend made me a t shirt with that on it. And Aww. I was like delighted. Yeah, it's pretty good. So yeah, the objective, the shining is a game of survival and suspense. Players are caretakers exploring the hotel, attempting to gain enough willpower to withstand its corrupting influence each month. This is a game about fucking alcoholism. Yeah. <laughs> As is that the novel. Is. So, yeah, so let me just read that again. Players are caretakers exploring the hotel, attempting to gain enough willpower to withstand its corrupting influence each month. Right on, Those Stephen who King. fail become temporarily possessed, attacking and possibly <laughs> killing other players. <laughs> Collectively, you win if you all survive to the end of the fourth month. Whoa. Oh, I'm down oh, this that. is great. Corrupted variant objective. This is the name. This the corrupted <laughs> variant objective. This is the name of my death metal band. <laughs> Man. One of you plays the role of the corrupted who has already succumbed to the terrible forces of the overlord. Oh, oh, an amazing game, dude. Against the other players. Like room 237. I corrupted corrupted variant objective. There's a hotel room tag. And the awesome. dice, the dice has like an axe and a bloody baseball. And yeah, I mean I'm really excited, but it's it's three to five players. So I can't play with because we can't have anybody in the out in the house. Well, thanks for showing us losers the board. I appreciated it. Hey, you this can be this can be yours, target.com. Oh, that's happening uh -huh. when the embargo is lifted, as it were. So I'm pretty excited about that game and it, it, it because it's it's what we're all living right now. We are all the what is it, the variant uh, subjective all the almost corrupted. The the corrupted, yeah. The the, the corrupted are soon to be corrupted. Yeah, let's let's get into it, man. What what do we got? The, the Shining is is sort, of, is sort of perfect. Uh, uh, the the perfect kickoff, but with the game and and you know the movie and the novel, and I think I mean I think the movie tackles the the insanity um, of isolation. Um, maybe a little bit more than the novel. You know, my theory, of course, is the novel is is just straight up about addiction. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. I really love that. That's one of my favorites of his. Yeah. Yeah, yeah movie is diff that's, the movie is different. And isolation is a big theme. They're isolated geographically, isolated by the storm, isolated by the confines of their minds. Yeah, they're isolated by their relationship. I mean, I, I think Jack, Jack and Wendy go into this having problems anyway. Um, well, family secrets. There's family secrets that are kind of isolating for them. Yeah. Because uh, when Danny's arm getting broken, like that's a family secret. And that was, you know, I think addiction is isolating, right? 
Um, right, and it's isolating for Wendy because you know Wendy is you know Wendy is Al-Anon. You know Wendy Wendy is uh, Wendy. She totally is, man. Putting on a happy face, um, you know, until you know. Hey, Doc. Here's another fucking bologna sandwich. It was like, I I'm very into the kitchen scenes in that movie. Yep. Um, I don't. You know, there's a lot of little things hidden in there. The Calumet, like baking powder with yeah. that Native American like profile on it. Yeah. He's always hiding Native American shit in there. Yeah, that's a in theory. That Have you seen? Uh, you you uh, watched the uh, documentary? Is it a uh, room two thirty seven? We're obsessed with it. Like Shelley Duvall is the fucking star of that movie, and like he, oh fuck, yes. he ruined her. Yeah, it's really kind of sad. I mean, he like he really fucked her up, Danny. Like, yeah, because his um his psychic powers, like that was a secret. Like mm-hmm. the whole he had Scatman Crothers. They had a shared secret then, but for a while, Danny lived with this secret. In other news of Danny, we just had Wyatt's haircut exactly like that hair, his hair in the film. He oh my looks God. just like him right now. So, so for, for listeners, uh, Wyatt is the, uh, the, little, uh, the little disembodied voice that you hear at the end of the podcast. If you listen to the end of the podcast, I'm not, I know I'm not, the vast majority of people don't listen to the entire podcast. They'll, they'll like, no, that end, end out or whatever you call it is worth listening to and not just because it's your son (laughs) well because kids are creepy yeah kids are creepy right you can feel isolated in any kind of in in any kind of group um but certainly like in 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 recovery um i i think i think that's almost like a an, an automatic thing because i mean you know i always say about my drinking i mean i was drinking alone in a room full of people i mean addiction itself is is oh yeah about isolation, um, which is, I think, why I'm so drawn to The Shining, the novel. Um, and there's, you know, there's elements of that in the in the film. But you know, I think the film, the film, he just kind of starts out as kind of like raving, crazy, mad, and it's uh, yeah, they don't really show the buildup of it. And that's isolating to be a victim of abuse in your family and have to survive that. I think survivors oftentimes are isolated because no one else is going to understand their experience the way they experienced it. Yeah. So the paradox, I think, of The Shining is that, you know, it's, it's these three people who um, are all uniquely isolated in their own way. You'd think that they would be um, suited to, you know, living four months, you know, alone in this hotel, but it's, it's really, um, it, that's just not the case. It, it just, it, what could go wrong? You've got three broken people spending all this. <laughs> hey man, gen- generally though, like, you know, isolation as a theme, right. In horror movies, like what a great theme, like so many opportunities, right. For fear mm-hmm. with isolation as a theme, like, uh, there's no help, right? There's no help in sight. You don't trust anyone. There's never any relief coming. You know what I mean? It's always like good opportunity, the old isolation theme to, for a lot of scares. Yeah. Like, uh, okay. so you've all seen The Lighthouse, right? Yep. I not. You have not. You oh. just watched it, right? The Lighthouse is... Should I rent it? Yes. Yeah. Um, okay. It's weird. I mean, it's... 
I saw it at the Brattle. I mean, I wanted I wanted the experience of seeing it in the theater because of the way that it's filmed. Um, the the screen dimensions are the are this perfect square. So you're watching it. It it takes a while to get used to it because you're not you're used to seeing something on a widescreen, right? And it's compressed. So it's adding to that um, that feeling of claustrophobia. Oh, yeah, I'm already like, yeah, it's I don't like that. kind of amazing. <laughs> I, I, I haven't seen it on, on I haven't watched it like, you know, on my own television set. Um, but when I saw it in the theater, I was just like, holy shit. <laughs> like, it's, uh, and... Defoe, I mean, Defoe is fucking fantastic in in uh, in whatever he does. But um, I was really impressed with uh, with Sparkly Vampire Guy there. Uh, yeah, he was pretty good. Pattinson. Yeah, yeah. I was wondering if he was gonna be like suck, like a suck ass, like. Oh no, he know, was great. Face. He was good, great. He's got good acting. Oh, nice. you, like you could there. There was so much. I feel like there was so much going on in that movie. People have walked away going, what the fuck did I just watch? Yeah, you know, that, that was my initial reaction. But like when you peel... Oh, interesting. I, okay. Yeah, so Willem... I love Defoe, that. The Willem Dafoe character, was it Thomas Wake, right, is his yeah. name? Like he's, you know, kind of like... Um, so I, here's my thing. I Like Tom, the other character, um, I'm forgetting the name, uh, Ephraim. The, yeah. So he um, he goes to have dinner with uh, with uh, Willem Dafoe and Willem Dafoe offers him a drink and he turns it down promptly. And he says, no, nope, I don't drink. It's not in the protocol. And again, you know, there's that thinking like, did you get the impression that perhaps he was like off the sauce because of personal reasons? He thought he had a drinking problem because later on in the film, like, you know, they're down to drinking turpentine together. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so it's it's almost as if like Willem Dafoe's character was there to tempt his will, just kind of like the way the Overlook did that to Jack Torrance. I kind of saw Willem Dafoe's character in that same way as being like that tempter. Right. Right. I mean, the the thing the thing that that's that's crazy about the lighthouse is you know are they are they. St- they both just slowly going crazy because of the isolation and the storm, which is like, you know, trapped them even further um, because there's no, there's no, you know, the second shift is not coming. It's not coming. Um, Right. And are they both, is it, are they both just sort of feeding off of each other's insanity or is it like a soup, something supernatural happening there? That's, that's the thing that like uh, really, I took from it. I'm just going to draw a parallel because the same people that made that movie also made The Witch. Yes. And so... Oh! It's all about being isolated. Yes, yeah. Self, like self-imposed exile. Yeah, so that goat that, you know, is... Black Philip. Right, so he's he's Satan. (laughs) He's, uh, He's Satan. And he's, you know, tempting. So, like, I feel like... In both of those movies, there's somebody who's like put in front of the character, the you know, the protagonist, and you know, kind of going like, "Come on, let's see what you're made of." Mm-hmm. You know, they're being taken to task, and that's kind of what I was thinking. 
Yeah, no, the witch, the witch is definitely, yeah, that, that self-imposed, like, you know, we're so religious, you know, we are so pure of spirit and so pure to the gospel um, and true believers that, you know, we have to, you know, be by ourselves so as not to be tainted by anything else. And so the irony of that is that, you know, they all end up tainted and dead. I was thinking, like, imagine, like, living in that time and... There's like no, there's no fucking science, dude. They don't know anything about physiology or like, they're just terrified all the time. Like that literally, they can't even think thoughts. Imagine that. Like, and that's what happened in Salem. You know, I mean, I think, I mean, terror um, and also, also feeling isolated. Talk about also feeling isolated within your own community. I mean, you know, with Salem Village, you know, they're, they're isolated, you know, from, they're terrified of the elements. They're terrified of the Native Americans. They're, you know, they're terrified of the devil. And it, it leads to this mass hysteria. You know, there's so, there were all these, for a while, there were all these, like, really fucking stupid theories about, like, why, uh, why, why they all went so crazy in Salem. Like, there was this theory about, oh, there was this, uh, this mold that grew in their store. The rye rye. Yeah. So they were all basically tripping balls the whole time. And I'm just like, how can you, how can you speculate on stuff like that when, when just, like, 30 years ago, you know, we had the satanic panic, which was the same thing. Yeah. yeah. Same yeah. thing. I mean, you know, paradise lost. Yeah. Well, I mean, look at how people are responding to the pandemic now. You yeah. know, it's not, there's no, there's a lot of people who aren't acting rationally, uh, who aren't thinking rationally. You know, there's, there's a lot of scapegoating, I can say, for the Asian community. Um, mm-hmm. Like they're, they're going after Asian people that had nothing to do with, you know, this, the pandemic. Yeah. So, you know, when, when you're isolated, are you feeling, are you feeling it yourself? Are you feeling it in the community? I'm lucky enough that um, being a biracial Asian person, uh, you're passing. Maybe. I, you know, I always get the question, nobody, I think I'm culturally ambiguous to a lot of people. Um, you know, even Asian people, I'll go, I'll go into a, a place where, and they don't realize that I'm Asian. So I'm not quite like them. And I'm not quite like white people either. So right. it, it's kind of a strange, so I'm isolated in that way. Yeah. <laughs> and I understand. You're an other. I, yeah. I mean, I, I can't, I can't, you know, I, I identify as Asian American, you know, um, but if you put me in a room full of Asian people, I cannot speak the language. Um, I can talk about the food. I understand some of the cultural mores, but, um, you know, that, that's about it for me. I'm, I'm, I'm pretty much a tourist to them, you know? Mm-hmm. So, so for, so for me, I'm lucky enough that I haven't gotten any backlash from this, but, I also feel like, you know, for people show their true colors during the apocalypse, like you find out who people really are yeah. and, and either they rise to the occasion or, you know, they get to the lowest common denominator and they buy all the fucking toilet paper. God. Dude, my wife can find a single tissue, nothing made of paper. The paper goods aisle at the Revere stop and shop oh. is a vast, like, 
blank tundra where nothing can thrive. There's like oh. nothing there. There's nothing, nothing there. Um, you know, I'm, I'm finding that, you know, the, the only way that's going to get me through this is structure. You know, I had that big thing yeah. on Facebook about the fact that I wear, I get up and I put oh, on yeah. a I bra. That. Yeah. I put on a fucking bra because like, it's, it's too easy for me. If, if I just like start, like, even though I'm working and, and I, I do a nine to five in my, here in my, in my, office slash witch room slash boudoir. I put in the nine to five. I go, I, I take a lunch break. I have tea at four and I put on a fucking bra because uh, God bless you. It ain't happening for me, dude. I'm just not. <laughs> the girls are free. Getting outside. That's been my sanity. Getting outside and, and walking has been the, the only thing keeping me from, you know, going nuts. But I do agree with the the structure piece of it, like having to have a schedule. Well, the thing that scares me is that, um, you know, things like domestic violence, like that ratchet, that's going to ratchet up. It's got, it has to. Um, yeah, it's like I, said, I said, people, people isolated in their houses, you know, but, but, but with a, but access to unlimited liquor, what could go wrong? <laughs> <laughs> what could go wrong with the good old fashioned routine of day drinking into night drinking. <laughs> there's, there's definitely going to be some stabbings. I'm saying a lot of stabbings are going to happen. My friend Mary Ellen always worked with the, like an Irish crew. Yeah. And they drank, there's never any hydration. It was tea or booze. So that's it. And we were invited to Southie to go to dinner with her painting partner and his wife. And, um, I didn't go to Southie in those days. It was the very early 90s. It was scary. I didn't like it. It was, you know, that's it was a bit rough there. Yeah. Long story short, his wife stabbed him in the stomach. So. Wait, why? <laughs> Irish people like to stab people, I guess. I don't know. What the fuck. <laughs> wow. So, and it's like, I think we should go now. Like. <laughs> <laughs> The stabbing starts. Because <laughs> he was like, over. They, they were just like, you know, putting a face cloth on it. Like, okay, everything all right now. Have a good night. Like, I don't know. Like, was, I was like, ooh, Ireland's tough. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I'm, 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 um, I'm predicting uh, ratcheting up of stabbings. The descent is like a, you know, that's like a very physical and mental strain. That movie, like, just watching it, I'm like, eh. Like, Honestly, I, yeah. Yeah. That's, and even the second one is worth watching, I think, too. Huh. And then it goes off the rail after that. But who cares? It's like bitches in little shorts, like getting stuck in a crack. All right, I'm in. Like, that's an awesome movie. So this is the movie where they go in the cave? Is this the yeah. cave? Yeah. Belonging <laughs> into a giant vagina. Like, they all get, like, off in their different, like, sections, and then they get, like, fuck that sport, man, or whatever you fucking call it. Like, extreme sport. vaginal spelunking. Yes. Well, I've done a lot of that in my time. I can tell you which one. I am going to tell you what. After you, like, you're at the midway. Think of, like, fucking the midway on Thursday night. Fucking one eye covered up. Pick the best looking thing out. And, like, man, Lisa, as you know, like, there's nothing you can do once you get them home. <laughs> and the trout drop. You're stuck with it. No matter what it's looking like. Sometimes it's not looking good. But you've got to, like, you got to be like, i got to fucking stick with this shit. Follow through. So, that's scary, Lisa. 
You got to see it to the end. You just got to see it through. And another one was something called Frozen. It's about being stuck on a chairlift. Oh, God. No. And um, they're stuck on a chairlift. And it's it's, so two guys and two girls, my God. And, um, (laughs) but underneath, like, there's, so one guy jumps and he breaks his fucking legs, right? And then they're trying to, like, use the wall. There's a cable, though. You yeah, know, right. The trying to, like, razors. Like, razors. And then they discover there's, like, some, like, wolves underneath. Uh, but anyway, they're freezing to death in this chair, and there's nothing around. And that's the only scene is the goddamn chair lift. That, that one chair just rocking back and forth. You're just like, eh. So those are good, uh, I think, um, like, physical and mental isolation movies mm-hmm. that I was... Those chairlifts are no joke, because I fell off one one time. Oh, shit. Oh, man, I grew up on those fucking chairlifts, dude. Yeah. I'm from Maine. <laughs> and they're always like, oh, it's all right. You know, it's like, it's like a $5 ski pass from 1979. It's like sending you up a goddamn death trap. Right? But at least mom got rid of you for 17 hours straight. <laughs> oh, my God. Those, they're so rickety and wobbly. Like, and they always stop. Like, sometimes you can be swinging there for, like, half an hour, and you're like, I hope we don't die, but I guess we're all right. <laughs> you know, it's it'll true. get gone again. And then I can take that 50 cents and buy chocolate pudding. Like, you're just like, whatever. Like, yeah. <laughs> you might die, but you might not. You might die or you might get pudding. I was in a mood the other night, and I was like, we're packing the car, and we're just going to find a spot in the woods at home. In me, and like, I've got propane. I was like, so let's talk about some rural isolation. I, I was listening to uh, I was listening to Small Town Murder today, and uh, they were talking about and they were talking about they were talking about this town in Florida, um, but th- they mentioned the adjoining town, which is called Two Egg. It's Two Egg, Florida, and it's this tiny little town. <laughs> And they have their own, like, they have their own, like, Yeti. They have their own Bigfoot. It's called the the two-egg stump, the two-egg stump jumper. Oh. It sounds like an episode of Supernatural, but tell me more. Okay, yeah. So there's there's been a visual sighting uh, during the second week of June. An eyewitness says she saw the two-egg stump jumper while driving west on Circle Sight. On Circle Hill Road from its intersection with Oak Grove Road, not far from the Circle Hill Baptist Church. Dude, let's fucking go there right now, dude. Well, you know, Two Egg, Florida. The other thing I found out about Two Egg, Florida is that Faye Dunaway spent her childhood there. Oh, my oh, goodness. Love that fact. Lisa, yeah. We'll so, tie it back into Hollywood royalty. Nice job. Two Egg Stump Jumper uh, and, and Faye Dunaway. And if you wow. if they wow. if you Google if you Google they show this decrepit this decrepit house that's falling apart and that's apparently the house that that Faye Dunaway grew up, grew up in. It explains uh, it explains so much. Well, you know, <laughs> I'll be doing that. I'll be doing that tonight. As a matter of fact, yes. Take um, take take get out of your isolation and take a virtual journey to Two Egg, Florida. Why not? Stump jumper. And the stump jumper. (laughs) Yep. But my rural isolation fantasy was foiled by the reality that that's not not viable. Did anybody see A Quiet Place? Yes. So that's a pretty much post-apocalyptic isolation thing. 
um, directed by John Krasinski, and he was in it, and so was his wife, Emily Blunt. And, um, you know, there are barely any survivors. They're in this world, this, this new normal. Um, and, like, I thought there are a couple of things of isolation there where they lost a child. Um, so that was very isolating for each of them. I, f- I, I think there are statistics that point to like couples actually splitting up after the loss of a child, you know, because I think everybody's kind of grieving in their own way. Um, you know, and being, having to be silent all the time so that the baddies don't get them. Um, that's isolation, having to communicate, you know, they're using American sign language the whole time that they can't use their voices. Right. Right. And, uh, and the woman who, you know, and you know, the mom is pregnant, the pregnancy is isolating. I think, you know, I find it to, it's, it's sometimes comfortingly so comfortingly so, but, um, you know, in this situation, you know, trying to have a baby when there's all this crap, I don't know why, well, trying to have a baby when all this crap is going on around that, that was isolating, um, and having to give birth in the, by herself, and not make any noise, you know, that's like Scientology. A frightening isolation thought to me is like having a sensory deprivation is terrifying. And people do that. People pay to do that, to to go into those uh, sensory deprivation tanks. Oh, hell no. Yeah. My friends love it. I can't imagine what would come out of my head. I can't imagine what would come out of my head. Oh, Lisa, I want to die just thinking of having to do it. They're like, it was so amazing and relaxing. And it's like, oh, it wouldn't be like, it would be like, the earth hitting the casket on top of me, like, you know, like, being buried alive. Like, I don't want that. No. Doesn't that feel like it would be so heavy to you? No, it would kick open, like, the cellar door for, like, of my brain, like, in the evil dead and, like, you know, the fucking, like, you know, hag woman, like, you know, that, that that's like, like, no, 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 no. I mean, you see, you've seen the, the stuff that I've been posting just in the last two weeks. <laughs> just to keep myself sane, man. Those float tanks are like going into a womb. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I knew you I knew you'd be with it, Yin. <laughs> I uh I yeah, I don't know. I don't know that I'd want to go back in the womb. Sorry, Betty, but I don't think I'd want to go back there. <laughs> Maybe a different I knew the Yin game would be like all up in it. Yeah. I, my my brain is a bad neighborhood, and and putting myself in in one of those tanks would just. I did a sweat lodge that was like that. Of course you, you did. <laughs> of course you did. Oh, thank you, Lisa. Thank you. <laughs> that done. You couldn't see your hand in front of your face, but you were sweating like crazy. <laughs> um, and oh. you know, but there was like chanting and stuff like that going on, and. You know, it was, it was uh, all good. I had a professor in college who had a sweat lodge in his backyard, and they're like, some of my friends in the theater program were like, oh, yeah, we went to Kurt's sweat lodge. I'm just like, fuck, no, no. <laughs> I was trying to get Amanda to not last summer, but the summer before, like, to help me build one in the backyard here in Dedham. But... <laughs> You're supposed to like be able to get in water, like so the fire has to be a certain amount yeah. of feet from the lodge. And like, yeah. oh, yeah, please, I researched it. <laughs> I was like, I just need like 
a couple of drop cloths and some, you know, like nine, 12 inch, like saplings <laughs> and some duct tape. <laughs> and, and I was like, and I'm ready to have like an experience. That is a lesbian sweat lodge. Man. <laughs> it was like, that's not happening. I was like, man. Lesbian sweat lodge. <laughs> I was fucking hoping for it. God damn it. So if anyone wants to come to my house and build a sweat lodge, I'm here I am. So does um, the opening of the sweat lodge have to look like a vagina? And you're like going in? Well, it probably this would be the easiest thing for me to build, but like, you know. Listen, we got a compost pile in my backyard. That's enough. Oh, that's great! I, I'm so proud. Oh yeah, Lisa. Oh, listen, that wasn't my idea. That was Felicia. <laughs> oh, nice. Well, you got a compost. Yeah, that, that's good, man. Yeah, fucking Felicia started the pile. Not me. Yeah, Lisa was like, fuck the land. Oh, man. Fuck the land. I'm flushing baby Lisa. wipes down the toilet. Fuck everything. <laughs> I'm such a nihilist. <laughs> Did you guys see Room? It's not a horror film, but it was pretty horrific. Um, well, isn't that kind of based on the, on the, on the, uh, the, the women who were held in that house in Detroit? It should have been more horrific than it was made out to be. Right. Yeah. yeah. And he, yeah, it was just, too, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. No one's supposed to, I don't think if anybody was okay now with all of this going on, I would have a real problem with that person because none of this is okay. No, none of it's okay. But, you know, you just also have to sort of like, you know, <laughs> keep yourself contained and keep yourself sane and whatever ways you have to keep sane. For me, it's it's putting on a bra. It's it's having structure to my day. But, I mean, I also have like a great deal of wigs and costume things at my disposal so I can entertain myself. You sure do, man. I'm going to watch a um, horror movie. I might go with lesbians shoving themselves into small, sweaty cracks, too. <laughs> hey. <laughs> with skimpy to no clothing on. Oh, my God. And maybe they'll make out. Or hey, they're listen. almost going to make out. Do, do find, find your happy place. And oh, stop having the big lesbian on all the time. It's terrifying for everyone. <laughs> There's a monster in a 